0: Welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session, Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. We are joined by Dr. Fan. Before we begin with these questions, Doctor, would you be able to reiterate a few key pointers from today's session to our audience? Thank you, Lee. So
1: what I talked about today is a baffling condition called Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, both as a pure entity and also a strong association with a much more common condition called fibromyalgia. The way we define chronic fatigue syndrome is to have, have the following uh, criteria uh, as a bare minimum. The patient has to have uh, chronically fatigued for about at least six months. And the degree of fatigue has to be great enough to reduce her activities of daily living, her function, her work by at least 50% of the normal Uh, pre-morbid ability. So with that in mind, then we would also need to do a very careful history and physical examination to look for much more common reasons why people are chronically tired. And that, unfortunately, embraces pretty much all of medicine. So we need to look into, for example, the general health of the patient, Uh, Is there underlying cardiovascular disease, poorly compensated, congestive heart failure could be a prominent cause of fatigue, so could chronic obstructive lung disease, for example. Do they have endocrine problems that are not well managed, Uh, low thyroid, adrenal insufficiency, by history or by clinical features? Uh, We also keep in mind uh, whether there is significant general anxiety disorder or depression because some of the somatic complaints there could simply reflect underlying depression and anxiety. Um, We also want to get a history about drug use, both uh, drug addiction, which can certainly be linked to fatigue, or even the drugs that are legitimately prescribed, do some of them provoke fatigue. So a careful history is, is important, and then a careful physical examination would also be important in giving you pointers on what may be causing fatigue in that context. Someone that we call chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia should really have a normal physical examination where despite the litany of complaints, we do not find objective Clinical evidence causing those conditions. For example, they claim that they are very weak and the muscles are weak, but when we examine uh, muscle strength, it would be normal. So, in summary, uh, the the talk really was to concentrate on giving you a clear idea of how a patient with chronic fatigue syndrome with without fibromyalgia would present.
0: Thank you, doctor. Are Provigil and Nuvigil effective for treating CFS?
1: Yeah, that was one of the questions that was asked and uh, aroused interest. Some of the drugs that we use to treat uh, narcolepsy or uh, ADD, uh, mainly some of the brain stimulants, would they be beneficial? And the answer is a provisional yes. Uh, In patients who are really fatigued, we have used small doses of these drugs as well as Ritalin or even dextroamphetamine. Uh, The concern is that some patients with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia have a lot of symptoms of palpitation uh, and tachycardia, shortness of breath, and some of those cardiac symptoms can be aggravated by these stimulants. So you have to use very small doses to begin with and not try to push them up uh, to the levels that we use to treat ADD, for example, or narcolepsy, but smaller doses, uh, in addition to other medicines, or even a few cups of coffee, to see if that would help the
0: fatigue. What is the most reliable way to tra- test? What is the most reliable way to test for adrenal insufficiency as a cause of CFS?
1: Adrenal insufficiency as a cause of CFS is actually uncommon. Um, Clinically, they may bear some of the findings of it. Uh, In evaluating my patients, I don't really recommend tests for adrenal axis uh, as part of the routine workup, but in select patients, you could do an early morning plasma cortisol to see if it's low. Uh, If there were evidence, then you could do Uh, an ACTH stimulation test to see if the excess is normal. But I must say that this occurs in a very small minority of my fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue patients because low adrenal uh, function is just not very common in this context.
0: What is the relationship between CFS and depression? Very strong relationship. Um... Most people
1: who, have de- who are depressed do feel tired, as you know. The problem, of course, is chicken and the egg. If you have chronic fatigue syndrome without depression, but it is now a year now since you were able to work full time, you have to take time off from work very frequently because you're so tired, don't you get depressed? So very often we are treating depression or general anxiety but not claiming that the entire cause of the depression I mean of the fatigue is the depression. We need to understand that. So every time I treat chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, I'm very aware of looking for signs of depression and anxiety, and I may even consult one of my psychiatric colleagues to secure that diagnosis and make sure that Those conditions are well-treated, but I warn the patient that that doesn't necessarily mean that all their fatigue or all their muscle pains will go away. So, yes, the relationship is complex, but not a direct cause and effect.
0: Can you please discuss treatment of chronic fatigue syndrome?
1: Treatment of chronic fatigue syndrome is, first of all, to recognize the condition. Secondly, to educate the patient that... At present, we still don't know the cause of the chronic fatigue, but they were quite sure that it is not caused by a virus or other infection. We tried to dispel a lot of the myths around chronic fatigue syndrome being part of an undiscovered virus or chronic Epstein-Barr virus or uh, chronic Lyme disease because They go through fruitless treatments for viruses that really doesn't help the fatigue. We educate them that it is a benign disorder, that as bad as they feel, their body is not deteriorating other than being deconditioned. Uh, They're not really getting muscle breakdown or joint inflammation or their brain is uh, deteriorating or that they have an autoimmune disease like lupus that is attacking the body. So the symptoms may be present chronically, but they don't lead to objective evidence of tissue damage. So it's a benign condition. And the most important aspect to treating chronic fatigue syndrome is to use non-pharmacologic modality, such as a daily exercise program. I find swimming, aquatic exercise, tai chi, yoga, all to be beneficial, daily stretching, Uh, Inactivity begets more inactivity, and it begets more fatigue. And when you try to exercise, you get delayed onset muscle soreness, so that the joint symptoms get worse. So you need to break the cycle of inactivity, and that is very important. And the third avenue is to make sure that sleep is uh, properly protected. They need to set aside a quiet environment and a time for proper sleep. They should avoid taking naps during the day, uh, which further disrupts their regular sleep pattern. And maybe use drugs to enhance sleep, which I use very low doses of tricyclics. Uh, I use liquid doxepin in, in s- small doses, like three milligrams a night, to enhance sleep, or maybe one of the muscle relaxants, um, because proper sleep is very important. After having gone through all the different non-pharmacologic approaches, then we judiciously use medications. And the medicines are really directed at whether we're dealing with pure chronic fatigue or chronic fatigue in the context of fibromyalgia, where there's a lot of muscle pain and joint pain. So if if fatigue is the dominant issue, then I tend to use the so-called SNRIs the dual serotonin norepinephrine release inhibitors such as duloxetine or imanazeprine in small doses and build them up because that helps not only the fatigue but relieves some underlying depression. If, on the other hand, uh, the problem is lack of sleep, poor sleep, and muscle soreness, I add the anti-seizure drugs such as gabapentin, or pregabalin, typically at night, again in small doses, and gradually build them up. But they are not mutually exclusive. Patients do well with uh, combinations of an SNRI together with a a sleep-promoting drug, together with an anti-seizure drug for the pain, and you can use permutations and combinations. Uh, Recently, there's been a push to use uh, cannabis in various forms to treat chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, but I must warn you that this is still uh, very, very new and we don't really know uh, in the long run uh, what it is like to have someone chronically on a cannabinoid, but uh, that is being used now to treat the pain of fibromyalgia as well as uh, narcotic antagonists like naltrexone. What you really want to avoid in this context are the opioids. So we do not use narcotics to treat chronic pain in the context of fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. Because we think that the underlying problem with both chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia is central sensitivity, where the brain becomes overly sensitive to signals from the environment causing the discomfort and the pain and signals within the body affecting the autonomic system, causing the fatigue, uh, the dizziness, the autostatic imbalance. And the problem with opioids is that it induces hyperalgesia and hypersensitivity in the brain, and taken long-term can actually make the symptoms worse.
0: Final question, Doctor. Can you contrast a FM tender point versus a MFPS trigger point? Very nice question. So. There are two
1: conditions, one is fibromyalgia, the other is myofascial pain syndrome. And both have tender points or trigger points. Uh, Myofascial pain syndrome is the older terminology. Uh, We use it when people have a lot of soreness and tenderness in one region of the body, typically the neck and shoulder girdle after let's say an automobile accident, we call this chronic whiplash syndrome and they are very tender in these tender areas. And to be honest, they're actually the same tender points as fibromyalgia, but in the older uh, MFS literature, the myofascial pain literature, there is a, a, a contention that these are trigger points. When you press them, the pain triggers along a certain pathway, whereas fibromyalgia, they are tender, but they don't trigger. The truth is that they're probably the same.
0: Great. Thank you so much for your time today, doctor.
1: Thank you, Lee. That work?